Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me as always each and every week is my lovable co-host, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? Uh, it's always good to be called lovable, so I'm doing well. Good, good, good lunch, and we're back for another episode. How are you doing? I'm doing great because uh, today we're not chatting cybersecurity. Uh, one of my favorite people to follow on LinkedIn. She is just a tremendous uh, soul, uh, just tremendous personality. Uh, Jessica Yarbrough, uh, business growth consultant and sales and marketing strategist. Like I said, one of the best people to follow on LinkedIn. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in San Diego. Well, that's great. It's oddly enough, it's a beautiful day here in Vancouver. So I guess we're both having a beautiful day. So we're gonna have three more of those, and then that's it. That's right. <laughs> I I thought I'd start off with a question I ask most of our guests, wondering if you could just quickly um, let our audience know a little bit more about you, your personal and career narrative, sort of what's brought you to where you are today. Yeah, so my I'm a business strategist, and I really focus on helping a lot of a lot uh, people that were former cor- corporate executives transition into how to sell high value uh, corporate co- coaching and consulting. Um, prior to that, I managed several companies. I built a startup company here in San Diego. I actually left and did a four year eat, pray, love journey. Even became a yoga teacher for a while. Came back <laughs> when I got pregnant with my daughter and. Built my company from the ground up, starting again about 10 years ago into a very successful business that it is today. Oh, that's awesome. I, I tried to eat, pray, love once, but I just stopped on the eat. So I, I yeah. wasn't, wasn't very good <laughs> at that. But uh, um, w- one of the things I absolutely love about the content that you post, Jessica, is tremendously um, empowering and thoughtful for you know those solopreneur, solopreneurs or people who are trying to build out coaching um, careers. Um, I'm wondering to start off with, can you talk to me about the power of branding and personal branding? It seems to be something that a lot of people struggle with and especially in the day and age where a lot of people are you know, exploring side hustles or coaching opportunities. How can the power of branding be better unleashed? Well, it's, it's very, very important. And in fact, I would say it's one of the most overlooked aspects is really building your influence. I will say that a lot of my clients um, are in their 50s. I do kind of have a range of 40 to early 60s, but that's kind of my market since I am working with people who typically have some time under their belt <laughs> of experience. And so they're not marketers. And, you know, if you want to become influential, if you want to build expert authority in this space, like you absolutely have to have your the right look. Uh, and it doesn't matter your age, but I mean, professional, uh, definitely high end if you're talking about uh, targeting organizations and the right message that is relevant. And so working on your influence and building your personal brand is huge. And to those listeners that are actually still in a corporate job, I highly recommend building your personal brand on LinkedIn, because even if you start to add value while you have a, a job, you could have a side hustle that emerges from that. You could easily be recruited for another company based on the kinds of content that you put out. I know many people, in fact, podcast hosts that have interviewed me that had full-time jobs. And, you know, after launching their own podcast, they ended up transitioning out and doing into an agency or a consulting model by starting by building their personal brand. So it's very impactful to make those connections. That's awesome. Very good. Very good. Uh, Jessica, when we're talking about entrepreneurs, First of all, what led you to select this demographic for yourself to serve in the first place? What did you see among entrepreneurs? Yeah. I, I have a real 
like connection to them because I'm one myself. I have zero desire to go in and work with big corporations. Now, Mike, the clients I serve do, clients I serve may work with small business all the way up to Fortune 100 companies, but I did not want that structure. I wanted to work with people who were a little bit rebel, color outside the lines, uh, do life on their terms, and they had that kind of grit and determination to make it happen. Um, so that's the people I felt connected to. And and I think it's really beautiful to be able to meet someone who, um, again, they have experience, they have education, they've done great things in their career, but to then be able to kind of hold up a mirror and show them their greatness and show them their value and how to then extrapolate that value and position it to make them a tremendous amount of money. Like that is a gift to be able to work with people at that level. Very nice. And, and, and for diving deeper into the psyche of mm -hmm. a, an entrepreneur, um, you know, other than what you've already mentioned, Jessica, what, what are they like? What are their tendencies? What really makes them tick? when you get to know them? Yeah, most of my clients, it's a great question, are high performers. You know, there are people that no matter what you give them, they're going to perform at a high level. Sometimes we do have to break some bad habits around that because sometimes if you're coming from the corporate world, there can be some toxic habits with that. And we need to make sure we're integrating health and well-being, and that their values are aligned with their financial objectives, meaning they're not just working for the money if that's not the only thing that's going to fulfill them. Um, but in general, People that are successful are ones that are able to roll with the punches because entrepreneurship, you know, outside of parenthood, because I do think that's number one, is the biggest personal development journey that you can go on. And so you're going to be rejected, right? And you need to be able to deal with that. You're going to have all kinds of things come up that you could never, you could possibly never imagine, whether it's legal or with teams or some people stealing your stuff or whatever it may be. And so not being able to recover and continue to to uh, go continue forward despite, you know, um, adversity. That's another trait of really successful entrepreneurs. You know, you have to really develop thick skin to be successful and, uh, and not let fear hold you back from executing on the things that are going to bring you closer to your goals. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Wanted to touch on something that you you kind of alluded to, you're talking about bad habits. Like I think about the home life, work life balance. Um, do you help your clients with that or, or you know, what, what would be your take on how an entrepreneur can balance their work life and their home life in a healthy way? It's actually hugely integrated into my program. I talk about, I mean, Dominique, I know you're, you follow my content, so I do touch upon it somewhat. But what I found is if, if you just have a strategy alone and you're not addressing the inner game, if you're not addressing their habits, then you're going to have problems. You know, people will continue to work. They won't have any boundaries around their time. Um, they're going to be pouring from an empty cup and they'll burn out. Right. So my goal, especially because I, I often will get people that are teetering on that burnout, you know, because if you're an overwhelmed business owner, who's stuck at 200,000, 300,000, 700,000, whatever it may be, you usually don't have the team systems or strategy to free up your time. So we need to start by des designing their business model with the end in mind, right? So I want to know uh, what do they want to make and what, how much time do they want to work and then make sure that their pricing is aligned and the number, the client flow. You know, I've had many clients who come to me, I had a client who was making 700,000. It was like, he's like, he wanted to get to a million, but he didn't have any capacity. Like if someone said, here's a hundred thousand, he couldn't even take it. So the first thing we did was cut his workload in half without touching that 700,000 revenue. So we have to look at 
the strategy and the actual business model to support that. And then we need to look at their habits, you know? So many clients will come to me and will just put, keep pushing through. And I'm like, well, if, you're, if your predict productivity is diminished, why sit there? I personally, like, I don't work Fridays. I'm not productive on Fridays. I'm done. I poured all my goodness into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So if I'm going to sit there on the computer on a Friday, it's going to take me four to five times as long to do one task. And so is that the most valuable use of my time or should that be a day that I recharge you know, and extend my weekend because we all know weekends also involve running to Costco, whatever it may be. Like it's not just your recharging. And so it's just starting to put better habits in and structure your time, structure the length of time with your clients. Um, you know, I have very specific, uh, a time blocking, uh, in place, uh, because if you don't control your, your time, your calendar, then it's going to control you. And then that'll lead to burnout and resentment of the business. I, I personally don't like Mondays. Do you have any advice on how I can get rid of Mondays? <laughs> I've had clients who had what a, a slow burn Monday. And so they kind of let that be something they never schedule meetings on. Personally, Monday is a high productivity day for me. So it's my Fridays are my Friday off. But if, if you're not full functioning on Monday, do a slow burn, ease into it. Don't schedule calls. <laughs> Good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> One more question before I pass it on to my friend Dominic here. I'm, I'm just so curious about your program that you mentioned. I, I have it as the expert accelerator program. I yes. think that's right. Um, can you bullet point for the audience, uh, talk about what the stages are? Uh, for your program that you take them through? We really work on five systems. So there's five systems to scale a coaching or consulting company to the multiple seven figures or the high six, depending on what your starting point is. The first is your offer. And that is your impact system. It's how you're going to make an impact in the world. And whether a, a coach comes to me or a consultant at 200,000 or 2 million, we start with the same foundation. What is your offer? Who are you serving? You know, what are their, what, what, what are their pains? What, where, how are they sitting in that valley of pain and where they want to go? And then what's your methodology? What's your solution that's going to take them from that valley of pain up to that mountain of potential and you, and your pathway becomes like the GPS, the map, and you become the Sherpa, you're going to guide them up. And then uh, that's your how, and then that's all packaged into your what. And for many of my clients, those are high five and even multiple six figure packages. The second system is marketing. That's your influence system. That's how you drive awareness and demand for your services. And there's three phases to that. One, you have to build your audience and quality over quantity is key here. Um, two, you have to be positioned as an expert, meaning if someone gets on an elevator with you, they're not going to get off on the same floor. They, they know they're going to get on and you're going to take them to the next level, get off at the top. Third is relevant messaging. We live in a highly distracted world and the name of the game is being relevant. So messaging that cuts through the noise that gets that CEO who has an inbox with 20 messages to pay attention to what you just said. The third system is sales. This is your money system. It's everything that happens before, during, and after a sales conversation. So when you're talking about low ticket, you know, you can see an advertisement, $7, you're going to click and buy it. When you're talking about selling multiple five or multiple six figure deals, 
then there's a lot of education that needs to happen in the front end. And when you have the right education, buyers are coming in pre-framed to buy. They can come to you with one phone call and invest a lot of money with you, but you need to have that education. Then you need to know how to hold that sales conversation, be able to articulate their pains and, and where they want to go and present your solution and stand in your authority pitch. So we teach all of that. The fourth system is a systems and team. It's your freedom system. You know, most people come to me and they are the bottleneck of their growth. So it's how do we get you out of the out of the center of your business, no longer wearing all the hats? How can you automate, delegate, and build your team so you're not trying to, you know, um, do everything yourself? How do you step into that role of true CEO so that you can drive vision and and serve your clients? Um, it's the most complex part of what I, what I teach, but it does create the most freedom and you have to have it to scale. And then the final system is delivery and that's your scale system. And so when you're, this is one of the most overlooked systems I see in the coaching and consulting world. Most people are focused on acquisition, but if you don't deliver after you've made that big promise and close that big client, that's a problem right? Your reputation is going to take a hit. You're not going to get referrals or repeat business with that client. And so very important with that big promise is understanding how do you do client delivery and how do you do it really well? How do you project manage a client on the back end? What are the milestones that are going to take them to achieving the, the big audacious goals that you've set out for them? How can you track and measure at this stage and deliver a quality client service experience so that they get the results promised and you get that client win. And now you've got a phenomenal case study that you can use to create more demand for your services. Very good. And then and my follow-up question uh, yes. of all of these, uh, Jessica, of all of these things, offer marketing sales systems slash team and delivery. Yes. If you could only do one, what would mm -hmm. you say is the most important one to do? Number one, because if you don't have your offer and your ideal client right, your marketing is not going to work. You're not going to make sales. You can build systems all day long, but you know, if, if they're not driving the right people into your pipeline, it doesn't work. We have to fix. Most people have a fundamental communication issue. Most people can are uh, unable to effectively communicate their value in the marketplace. Your how. We have to find the pain and make sure it's urgent. Find the need and position you there. And that all starts with that foundational offer. That was like an awesome mini class, mini master class there, Jessica. Like that was absolutely fantastic. And uh, last question for you, very quick. Yes. Um, so for those that the, with our viewers and listeners that I know this is going to resonate very deeply with, what's the best way that they can find you, follow you? What where, where can, where's the best spot to find Jessica? Well, definitely follow me on LinkedIn. Um, and send me a message in the DM. Let me know you heard me on the show. Cause I always like to know that, um, you know, I put out content every single day. I also have a YouTube channel that I drop videos and then be sure to check out my website, jessicayarbro.com. I had, have some great, uh, resources. My ladder of influence, uh, guide is on there. That's free and some case studies to download as well. Amazing. Jessica, can't thank you enough for such an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. That was just, yeah, that was epic. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And Christian and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Well, that was an amazing episode. I mean, it was just filled with so much practical advice. And I was, like I said, it was almost like a mini masterclass uh, in terms of branding and how to grow a coaching or, and or consulting company. So, um, yeah keen to know what you thought of it. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I think that not only dealing with the actual business mm -hmm. 
uh, of the entrepreneur, but the entrepreneur themselves, mm -hmm. helping them with their own personal habits mm -hmm. so they can have a good harmony and balance between the work life and the, and the home life. Absolutely. And I absolutely love what uh, she was starting off with around branding and that we all have the ability to uh, nurture and nourish a, a brand. Even if you, you know, still work in corporate, it's important to be working on a brand and unleash mm -hmm. that, that brand. I thought Jessica laid out some great steps there in terms of how to be able to start doing that. So uh, our thanks to Jessica for joining us on the podcast today. And as always, a special thank you to our loyal listeners and uh, viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss a previous episode, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page uh, and or listen to one on your preferred podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. <laughs>